0: Welcome to the Price All Podcast. We are in Dallas, Texas. We're at V1 Nutra headquarters. I am joined today by Conlan James Paul. Uh, Got it. Nailed KJ go it Poo. Nailed. Owner of V1 Nutra. Uh, and also Landon Suggs.
1: Yes, sir. I, actually, you know what? I'm actually very appreciative that you announced me as Landon Suggs, and I just realized you didn't call me Fade. I just I, we realized. Had a, we had actually,
0: it was so funny. <laughs> I didn't talk to KJ at all about coming out to this because you called me. Yeah. And we talked. And, uh, I don't know i wanted to be like, like an exciting like, surprised when i get here but but it wasn't a surprise at all but <laughs> uh i i we talked on this call i was like i'm so excited to podcast with landon yeah not fade right and right. i mean i love dude i listen to your music it's cool you know whatever uh man i was gonna name the boxer that you did but i'm not a boxing fan tyson fury tyson fury awesome song cool stuff but <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think enough people appreciate landon like it is a different personality <laughs> Um, and as someone who's like legitimately a friend of yours, like I'm excited to explore that a little bit.
1: Dude. Yeah. I'm excited to kind of show that side a little bit. You know, there's been moments where like, there's this hilarious clip from like four years ago or something at the natural body blog party where Ryan like interviews me or whatever. And I had this like weird, like duality, Jim Carrey split personality thing going on. Um, but I, I think it might not have been a joke like yeah the, like the more I go on like and kind of flip flopping back uh, back and forth between all these different things um, at the end of the day though you know obviously I am me I am who I am it's just you got to be a little bit of a chameleon totally you know? I mean
0: completely different uh, industries yes especially so totally respect it and I want to get into that at some point but uh, a little bit like we're here in Dallas Texas it is May 30th yes <laughs> Uh, and we have a lot to talk about today. You know, we we talked a little bit before when we tried to start this podcast and uh, it wasn't recording, <laughs> Talk about collaboration and all sorts of different stuff. Um, people, this is like a Venn diagram right here. Brand yeah. influencer and brand. I hate the I word. I'm sorry. I don't know it's, if you like it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Content creator,
0: yeah, right? Like, so better. like, um, kind of a really interesting setup today. I'm super stoked by this podcast because there's so much going on and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering why we're all together. But uh, on that topic of collaboration, we were talking about that for a while, just how cool it is that, you know, we create a lot of the same content. Like I'm looking mm-hmm. at promo boxes that I did videos yeah. for too. And a lot of people might be like, why would Ben podcast with Conlon? Because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Why would Conlon and Inspired be together? All these sort of things. So uh, welcome to a very fun podcast that we're gonna get into all these things.
1: Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean... Just to go ahead and crack that open and get straight into it, yeah, well, um, when it comes to the people that are able to function within you know, whatever realm it is, like the confidence in what you do has a lot to do with that. Like If you're a new brand owner or even if you've been in the game for a long time but you've never got out like and had your, I don't know, um, just confidence tested in that way where you have to have these conversations, you have to be live and in person and on the spot and actually put out there that you have a passion for this shit, that you do live this and it's not just a couple clicks every fucking hour and then, you know what I mean? So like, once you get those repetitions, like obviously you're gonna grow in those situations, but beyond that, it comes down to why did you start doing this, Yeah, right? Like, and if you started doing this, because you know, like KJ, you, me, I'm sure, like you were a fan of the industry and like my first job in this shit was GNC, your first, like was somewhere down low. It's because we actually wanted to do this. We like had a passion for it. Like I was fucking obese as a kid and like got super into supplements in high school. So like I had a passion for it that just, you know, continued to grow because I had a positive experience, you know what I mean, from using supplements super young and therefore I'm a fan of this shit and if I see something else that's dope, I'm like, that's fucking cool. I wanna meet him, which is what happened with V1. I saw this shit, I'm like, this is a really dope brand, these formulas are god awful for market, but (laughs) as a fan, I wanna take this shit, you know what I mean? How did you guys meet?
2: uh, Dude, I honestly think either you dm me or I, I might have just done an inspired, uh, review. I think, I think he because yeah. I think this one has a one stop sticker on it. And I'm yes, pretty sure I picked that up from one stop. Yep. because I was like,
1: oh, that's a pretty damn high stem formula. This is uh this is authentic. This is real in person. I hope this is on the camera. Yeah. Purchased, not sponsored yet. And dude, this, that's
2: what yet. people, influencers, <laughs> content creators, whatever that are trying to do. What me and Ben do and a lot of other people is they first reach out to the company. That's th- don't do that. Yeah. Just go out, buy this up yourself, yes. try it out yourself like you're a normal person give your honest review that's how I started in in like even now I still like doing it because it's more authentic to me I actually like take my money spend it on all these products and just I love the reaction I get yeah
0: like just buying someone's thing doing Mm -hmm. like good content on it yes just giving value back oh my god you know like I think probably owning a brand probably changes that for you because it's your thing like yeah. this is the thing I miss the most about being part of a brand mm-hmm. is yeah. having a like something that I created that I can speak for and, and, and I, I formulate a, a, oh, there's a train around here I get to formulate <laughs> sometimes and it's out there in the ether and I'm proud of it and I'm excited and it, it, it performs and everything but like having a thing that's yours is really cool mm-hmm. so getting to actually purchase someone's product at a like a point of sale like, yeah. like supporting them at brick and mortar or something and then coming home and creating content for someone is really special.
1: yep. I mean, as a brand owner, it's uh, like the highest form of flattery, you know yeah. what I mean And honestly, even if it's not the best content, even if it's if there's something constructive, that can be taken from it. I think it's huge, dude, like it, as a musician, like, and I hate to keep making these like cross references, but if, if, if all of your material sits in an echo chamber, you're never gonna grow. You're never gonna have any mm-hmm. sort of like realization that there is like a path to get better. And like, obviously you see it now, it's crazy. Like, you, like um, UCG or UGC, sorry, UGC is like this big buzzword and everyone's like, oh my God, we gotta get all this UGC. And we've had like an overflow and abundance of UGC since we first started this company and first started The brand, and we've always thought it was cool. We've always repurposed it and put it out, but it's crazy that like to us, it was just always I don't know, it was just organic word of mouth. It was community spreading, and now it's like actually a marketing strategy. It's so wild to me. But yes, like the things that you guys do, right? Like breaking down these reviews, making these videos to put out there to people. It's like it takes like our little I don't know geographical limitation where we can have like a little fucking lemonade stand, and it just like osmosis is that shit to like the entire world you know and i can't kj is like a unicorn here because he can review other people's shit then review his shit and everyone's like yeah he's telling the truth look yeah. at this guy he's yeah. like the most <laughs> trustable face in the fucking world like right like i for whatever reason i don't know i um i envy that because yes. i am,
0: i have got the opposite reaction really oh man uh it's actually got a lot better <laughs> i think uh i probably have like someone like your, yourself to th- to thank for that kind of thing but like man two years ago uh i used to get fucking hate mail about the fact that, like some of our really? stuff was paid for yeah i'm like y- you own a mustang outside when yeah. when uh you know whatever large car reviewer uh talks does their their video about the mustang 2024 like do you think they did that for free yeah exactly right. exactly you watch any other industry um there is so much paid content sponsored content like mm-hmm. like uh I think it might be just because, like, we do create very like user generated feeling content.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? dude. And like, you guys aren't putting out a magazine. There's like, there's no publication that you're selling. Like, yeah,
0: and so I think I mean? that's where it starts to happen. Is people get personal about that because, especially because this is something you're consuming, yeah. right? Um, but I think that's something that's that's really important that KJ does that we do as well. Is like by the facts. Like these mm-hmm. are the ingredients that are in there. This is what they're going to exactly. do. Like, Right. And yeah. so. Yeah. That's something like uh, the analogy, like you can't, like if if someone's out here, like that's a V5 Mustang, like, no, it's Mm -hmm. not. They either make sixes or eights. They don't make like, like there's factual things. And so that's where I always base a lot of our content on was the ingredients. You know, um, there's a lot of outlets out there that talk about um, how it feels, which lends a little bit more to like the crazy high stim stuff that I don't do. Uh, I don't really talk about anecdotes very much uh, unless it's something that is kind of out of this world or very different or very experiential. And sometimes recently synergy and in ingredients has been a topic. Yes. That kind of brings that up because like, uh, for instance, yesterday there was this giant huge argument in our discord about theanine and caffeine together, which is like mm. a, apparently a polarizing discussion is like whether or not you want theanine with your caffeine. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's like a personal preference thing, it's, right? Dude so yeah. like so how do you quantify personal preference like you just yeah. you can't and but I, I do see like from the aspect of like a price plot right you guys are like a fucking statue in this industry it's like you're a pillar of this industry and whatever your rates are like it matters and it like is almost like a hard fucking stat it's almost like espn reporting on your shit whereas you know a lot of these other little guys that want to talk about just how it feels or whatever i still think there's a place for that and i still think like it's really the only way to you know um give feedback on synergy of ingredients is to talk about how you felt but at the same time you got to tell me what you ate before that what you ate after you got to tell me what else you're (sighs) fucking taking like you know what i'm saying like really Uh, get put everything out there because it's it it gets really it's hard to go off of that no
2: dude i have to ignore all the freaking emails that i get all the reviews of like my products because it's like it's like you're saying, we know specific ingredients do work. And if the product has been tested, like we know the ingredients in there, most likely it's going to act in this way. Even if we don't take it, we know. To whereas when somebody says like, oh, they took B1 and they didn't get any pump whatsoever. And it's like there are many different ways you could possibly not gotten a pump. Like, did you hydrate yourself? Like you said, did you, did <laughs> did you, you have, even like, go to the body? gym? Like, did you, yeah, did you work out hard enough to get a pump? It's like you're not going to take the product and get the exact effects by not doing anything. in, in oh, dude. I, it pisses me off so much when people say stuff like that it's like I, I just can't look at it anymore
0: yeah I so like 2020 I felt like I was like really like in the I don't want to say that like I've grown above anything but like I was like in the trenches of the industry like and at a certain point, I decided that I, I wanted to make content that was the authority instead of like asking to be the authority or try, like whatever. I just decided like we were going to cre- create authoritative content. This is what this is. This is how this is. Yep. You know, we talked about quality. We talked about manufacturing. We talked about testing, talked about all sorts of stuff that was like authoritative rather than review.
2: Mm. That yeah. was a
0: shift and so it became much more of like the statue thing that you're referring to right uh one of the things that i love that kj does is it does feel very
2: much just like a guy that likes the Which current stuff is is weird because i've noticed like it's either you have to go high budget or like ugc like low quality ugc because then people are like oh this is just a dude making a random video off of his phone and he's he probably actually bought the product he probably did this because i've been messing around with some ads on facebook and TikTok and like the ones that do good are the ones that I film on my phone yep. that are kind of shitty or like I'm doing a green screen behind me and it's like, they convert so well, which is so weird to me. Dude, how
0: funny is that? Like, it's, it's so weird. I don't do a lot of TikTok, which is like what I, one of the, one of the saving graces of our like I really enjoy my cage He's like so big on TikTok, so like <laughs> yes. I, I'm like I'll be over here on Instagram, like he can get <laughs> yeah, right. right over there, but like the only videos that go well for me um, on TikTok. Organically without some sort of outside influence of like drama or uh, you know, something being engaging is literally just cell phone video. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I've gotten millions of views on just whipping my phone out and just mm-hmm. talking shit, you yeah. know, Spe- and that's, that's my other problem with TikTok is the only things <laughs> that go well for me
1: are drama induced or mm-hmm. negative. It seems less premeditated. Yes. You know, it seems a lot more trustworthy. It yeah. seems more organic whenever it's just straight from your cell phone video, because obviously you're not spending money to make it look good for mm-hmm. any specific reason. So I can see that being a little more digestible to the person who doesn't know you, especially.
0: You yeah. Know? But you, I'm sure you understand this because like you own a camera that you do inspire its content on. You yes. are proud of something. You want it to be quality, yes. right? Yeah. Like that, like, um, uh, Mike w- was killing it with price when I came on. Like, just he, he was already like a standard of the industry, but he's usually like a kid in T3I. Like, I was like, dude, we gotta, we gotta upgrade yes. here. We gotta make some good content. We gotta like impress people because like I enjoy like putting out this product for people to consume and enjoy and feel like there's some authority in it. But there's some people out there that are killing it just on their cell phone talking about the pre workout that they like, which is was really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. The and that sauce started
2: and that started
0: a whole passion. Right? That became a brand for you.
2: 100%. No, it was, yeah, it was crazy. I I literally started in my parents' basement with, like, not even half of what I have on one of these shelves behind me and saying, like, I like supplements, I have a degree in exercise science and nutrition, and that's basically it. It's like, here are some results that I've gotten myself.
1: Did the brand come first, or did the social media following come first?
2: The brand came first. Okay. And then it was kind of my idea to kind of document what what I was going through, because it was... Nothing crazy. I was just doing everything at the beginning of Corona. So I was locked. My parents locked me in our house. I literally couldn't go anywhere. Um, How old were you? I was two and a half years ago. I was done with college. I just got on college, <laughs> <laughs> ben. Ben. How so, old were you, young no. man? <laughs> I, was, like, I, I, was 21 or, I was 21 or 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you were a man. <laughs> well, yeah, like, well, well, I think we were just about done with college in like, the last two, or two months, I think we had to do online because they were like, shutting everything down. So I moved back to my parents. Um, and then so do my. I have three other brothers, and those are the three to move back to. And then my dad's uh, kind of a little bit of a health freak, so he's like, "We're not taking any risk whatsoever." So we locked in in the house. sounded like that worked out short. for you? I guess. Yeah, I didn't right. know what to do, so I was like, All right, "I'll just take everything online." Started the TikTok. Started the the V one, which was KJ Performance Nutrition at the time. I remember. Changed the name twice. Um, yeah, no, it was weird. So you were documenting while you were creating, correct? I
0: yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. I. Yep. I didn't know retro. Retrospectively, looking back on it, I'm not sure at what point. I gotta look through mm-hmm. our DMs and figure out what yeah. point I, I, I was watching you. But like,
2: by the time I was watching, I was like, "This kid's killing it!" You know, like it, it was it was ridiculous. I'm not honestly. I wish I was doing as good as I did back then because it was it was a pretty good couple months start. Like leading up to the drop, I think you had maybe got like 20k um, followers on, on TikTok. Instagram was like a thousand. I didn't really do anything on there. Um, and I dropped, got a decent amount of hype, and started like slowly building. But once I moved to Georgia to work for the manufacturer, I was posting three times a day. Each video got at least a hundred k views. Like stupid, I blew up two hundred k I think in a month. I remember like that happening. Following. It was it was insane. I, it was I had at least two videos a week do six or seven million views. So it was, it was ridiculous.
0: What was like? Uh- when you were at that point, what was your content strategy? Like it was just, were you doing day in the life of an entrepreneur or what, like, what was, what was the best? Yeah. I
2: was trying to do at least one video of, I think it was day in the life. It was either day in the life of an entrepreneur who also works in nine to five, I think was one of the good titles <laughs> that I went with. Like that one hit, I think I had two videos with that one that hit eight mil. Um, so yeah, I'd do that and did reviews like, but I was waking up at 3am every morning to do one piece of content, film another, Go to the gym and then film another before I drove to go work at NutriCap.
0: Was this at twenty in twenty twenty still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twenty twenty was good for me in that way too because I was living alone in a single bedroom apartment. Just I was doing the same thing. Wake up early, start my first piece of content, mm-hmm. edit it, get it out by noon, yep. go work out. Film the second one, edit the second one,
2: get it out. Did
0: nothing else for an entire year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it blew I, us up.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, like I the four months I was in Georgia. If I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have half the shit I have now. Like that progressed me probably five years faster than anybody else that I know.
0: So you were in-house at NutriCap? Yeah. That's super yeah. cool. Uh, how many people, I mean like I, I don't know many people that have actually like even toured a facility, much yeah. less like worked at one. That's an experience that like for me, I felt like that built a lot of what I am down. Mm-hmm. Like understanding. hundred percent. Yeah.
2: Dude, yeah. I, I learned so much just, just the three months that I was there. like. How things were priced, how things were made, the whole process of everything. Because at Nutricap when I started, they take you around. And I worked a day at every single position in the whole. That's yep. facility, what you need. That's yep. the kind of thing that which, I tell which is awesome. kids. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. I, when I was brought into Newtral, they put me in customer service, and I don't think a lot of people like understand like how like the value of like starting at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like I remember um, this guy, the controller Randy. He came up to my like second day, and he's like, "Best thing I can tell you is learn something from every single person every single day." Like, yeah, I don't care if it's yeah. the janitor. Learn something. And sometimes the janitor I did learn because they it's, it, it's, a, it's a manufacturing facility. Things need to be clean, right? Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's, the there's something to learn from everyone that can be applied in this industry.
2: Understanding su- supplements, right? Yeah. So you were there for three months? Yeah, I think three and a half. Yeah, and then I quit. Well, I was just dating my girlfriend at the time, and it was like at that point, we had our second and third drop. I think second drop was a 1,000 units. I want to say of our, our Fat Tub Pre I think it's behind you um, V1 and that was when we were Victus perf- no we were still KJ Performance Nutrition and that one did damn good I think that was like 25k we st- or something like that we sold out of maybe 500 users or something and then the third drop I think I had protein 300 or 500 years of protein and two flavors of our V1 Pre and that was at the peak of all the TikTok shit I I think I have videos of that one we did like 5 grand in like the first 20 seconds it was like stupid people on so it was like crazy. i remember, it was yeah. unbelievable like we finished i think sold out in like five or six hours and it was like 55 grand was in a bank account and like before that i always tell the story i had four hundred dollars in my bank account yeah so i was yeah. like staying at 1200 uh a month one bedroom room apartment and yeah i was like calling my mom before that, i was like if it doesn't go good i'm gonna need some help here like i honestly don't get <laughs> yeah. my pay rent but then yeah then it worked out it was, it, it was nuts but,
0: so yeah I, I kind of want to understand because like, uh, so I'm crazy about like being prepared for things and like, mm-hmm. you know, like when stuff drops, like if, you know, if I were to create a brand myself, like I would want to already have all of my things in place. So the fact yeah. that you were building these two things at the same time is crazy to me. So explain to me then. Yeah, let's <laughs> all so digest that <laughs> for a second. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> so you like, How did this work? You just ordered your first order, and you just posted your first video. Like, I've got a 500-bottle run here, or sorry, uh, what, like a 144-bottle run here? Yeah, so,
2: like, the very first, um, I mean, I could go back to my phone, but, yeah, I was, like, I started the journey, and I started basically just reviewing stuff and saying, like, I know a decent amount. I've been taking this for a couple years I can break down stuff, you know, I just said, put down in the comments, what you like me to review or, or what do you like me to talk about the supplement industry? That's but so I just sick. Picked, I just picked off of that because that one, I think, got 35K. And that was my first well-performing video. Which was super weird because I look back and it's like the shittiest quality video of all which <laughs> But is like you we were so talking funny. about, yeah. that's
0: authentic and organic. Yeah, yeah,
2: then I just built off that, started picking up stuff from the vitamin shop, reviewing it. People like wanted Total War and like C4 and all these super generic stuff, but they do good. And then I'd kind of lay in, oh, I'm starting this stuff. And I only had designs of pictures at the time. So I'd green screen it, put it up there, say, this is why I always like to use the word different rather than better. Yeah. This is why V1 is so different from the other pre workouts. and." Just kind of built off of that and then did a lot of videos about me getting the product taking it from the garage all the way downstairs and setting everything up which took a while but yeah no it it was literally that and i just built off of that
0: do you have any clue how much money you've spent on products Stupid. Not, like no i'm talking like not yours at all i'm talking all oh,
2: reviews you have any idea i probably spent at least 15 grand a year some some stupid number like I believe it. I mean, I I get a lot of stuff, but I mean, if we're talking 1 2 energy drinks a day, that's like 5 bucks a day, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> wow. That's funny. But I mean, from the from the very beginning though, like what I got out of that was he had one part of the formula absolutely correct and that's do something different, mm-hmm. right? Like this is what makes V1 different. Like just from the jump, the fact that you're coming in and you're not doing exactly what everyone else is doing and you're not saying, Hey, my pre-workout's just as good as theirs because it also has the clinical dosages, because it also has these same ingredients that everyone else uses. That's the thing that really caught my eye about V one, that like was a little bit magnetic to me with with the content you put out and like you know, just following along mm. with your opinions and stuff like that, which your built bar commentary is fucking trash. Hey, Bill bars, um, they need to work on the texture. Dude, build bars the goat. Man. They're so shitty. Before we have a civil war here, man. <laughs> uh, I'm not a bar person, which is the funny thing. Like, <laughs> really? Like, in general, like if you gave
0: me a protein bar, I would just eat it. Like that bar you just gave me before, I'm gonna leave it unnamed.
1: It was good. It's fucking metrics. It was great. It was we good. Don't... Like it was. I like it. He didn't, he didn't you, get you don't paid. like it? No, he didn't get paid for it. You can't see ManaRex. Or... Well, we're going to beep it out. <laughs> what's what's his name? The editor? Oh, Cody. Cody? Cody? Edit that oh, out. Big beep right there, you Cody. <laughs> or just put like D1 or inspired over it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, like, it it's funny, just like inspired bar. <laughs> people
2: get
0: so up in arms over functional foods. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: dude. For real.
0: Like, I'm like, I don't know. It's tasty. Uh, the thing is, it's not a burger or pizza. So. It's got protein and it's just yeah. like chocolate.
1: I enjoyed it. I, I I
2: have a fixation. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I love any functional food. Anything. Dude, that's I'll how eat Kayla it, is. Smash it.
1: Kayla's obsessed with functional foods. To me, yeah. everything that's labeled a protein snack, it's all in the same category. It all tastes a little bit like cardboard. Except for the the Bear bells or barbells bars. Dude. Those shits are candy level. bars. Those things Those are, are different. Next level. Uh, everything else, it's just like I'll eat it if I need protein, but it's mm-hmm. not, I'm not excited about it. It's not like, not getting me amped Man, up. No. I don't know. It's we didn't,
0: me. I wish we'd planned this and brought a bunch of functional foods yeah, for did. us
1: all to all talk about it time. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, when's V1 dropping the bar, bro? Dude, I, I've heard from people that I've
2: talked to in the industry who've done it, it's just the worst thing to do, because it's so hard. Like, because they go, they expire quick or just, I don't know.
0: I have a. We have a rule of thumb. Um, every single bar that I get, I have one kept in my cupboard for six months.
1: Okay. Most don't pass the test. Yeah. I see.
0: And that's a real problem.
1: Yeah. Like how long you do you
0: keep units? You know, a couple stragglers.
1: That might be You're, why Anabar's
2: doing so good though, because they're like they're dropping, getting stuff out yeah. quick. It's like, oh, everybody's eating within the first month. Okay, yeah. fine.
1: You could do it. <laughs> you all your shit out in five minutes, <laughs> dude. So there's that, and then like, so I, um, Kayla's sponsored by Muscle Egg, and I think they're like the coolest oh, fucking oh, brand in yeah. the world, right? Imagine Muscle that eggs, logistical though. fucking nightmare. Like, think about that. Like, because Muscle Egg's got to be refrigerated immediately. Mm-hmm. It's got to be shipped, fucking frozen, yeah. and all that. Like, and um, they sure. have a they have a RTD version too. Oh, where, really? Like, yeah, but it's the same rules apply. Cause like, I, I wanted to look at- Preserved or anything? It's not, not at all. So like, you you order it, you get like Damn. a case of eight or six or how, and you have to like, what is it, a month or something to drink it. Which they're fucking so good, they're delicious, they're amazing. They make a great product, and uh, yeah. I'm a huge. I used fan. I drink that stuff straight, um, dude. It's so good, <laughs> it's fucking delicious. But at the same time, like I thought about white labeling it because due to egg fucking protein RTD would be so fucking oh, cool. But that logistical awesome. nightmare, yeah. dude. Like, I mean, I guess you could chuck <laughs> a couple preservatives in there, but they're not about that life. Would you call that
0: egg serum? Egg
1: serum. <sighs> Uh, no, probably not Egg-spired. egg serum that just sounds Egg-spired like it sounds like an aborted fetus <laughs> i just feel like all of your liquids are called serum <laughs> they right? are they are yeah dude man i was trying to do a fucking blg isopf serum and it would have been the coolest fucking like the beta-like globulin it would have yeah. been the coolest fucking we shit talked ever. about this the arnold right yeah we did we did but like it wasn't you can't get it dense enough without violating a patent it's like a whole thing i was i was really aggravated about it but it would have been the coolest shit ever a little fucking cat fool's full- I'm gonna t- stop talking. So yeah, he's gonna
0: gonna stop before give it away to someone. It just seemed too good to be true. <laughs>
1: Free game. Free game over here. Watch the Price Bob podcast. Ideas, Landon's giving out all the so many ideas. It's insane. <laughs> it was a it was a great idea. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. That's shout out to Ben. Ben made that connection.
0: I did. Dude, connector, we're talking about this. and yeah, grabbed you but there's there's some brands that like these these specific pieces of innovation like just it's it speaks to me like or probably anyone not I'm like a visionary or anything but like inspired does weird shit yeah yeah so i see weird shit and i'm
1: like that could work for them well and it it goes back to like why inspired was began right like you're talking about chris waldrum the Something the like actual the real fucking goat like the, the king dude, of weird shit. the dude like sheds Goat fur. Like, it's crazy. But, like, um, no, seriously, like, his whole thing was I'm just going to make exactly what I want. And that's the exact same, like, I guess, um, I don't want to say culture because that's so overused, but I guess. I don't know. That's the way that I run inspired. It's still the exact same way. Everything that we like are going to drop or make is going to be probably the highest standard because like when you're in, I guess this fitness community and like as you go along in the lifestyle, you start to like hear about certain little things, right? Like fucking red food dye or, you know, wanting to start using organic eggs or cage-free or whatever. Like there's like all these different levels. Um, and I feel like as far as you are progressed as a human being, is a standard you have to hold your brand to. Sure. Like if you as a as a human being don't consume certain things because you feel like they're harmful your brand should not you know fucking give these things to the public Um, so that's the same you know same fucking mentality that we're gonna continue doing and if we put something out it's going to be unique Mm -hmm. because if it's already out there then like it's already there for you to go get go get that one like if fucking I'm not gonna make devastate dark if I can take v1 and that's exactly what I want you know but with devastate dark fucking dropping in four weeks shameless plug, Ooh. with that pre-workout, which is gonna be the craziest and most insane thing that's ever happened, it's very fucking unique. A lot of this shit's never been done before, or used before, or used synergistically, or even told in a story the way that we're gonna put this out. Like a, It's gonna be like an all-in-depth experience, and it's because it's exactly what I would want if I had like my dream choice of a pre-workout, well, you know? We get a
0: little meta here. You ever, you ever record podcasts anymore? It's been a while for you, right? Yeah, it's been like So months. you don't cut reels for those? From the,
2: I used to, yeah.
0: Ah, uh, well. So uh, Cody's watching this right now and, and editing this, and that what you just did right there, that's some, that's some real. real shit,
1: real shit. <laughs> Yo, hey, we need to coin that. That's a fucking t-shirt. Real <laughs> that's, shit. That's man. A real shit. We'll just yeah. Start podcast.
0: So okay, so we've been here <sighs> how long? Have we been talking <clears throat> for a bit now, and we haven't talked about why we're here. So, <clears throat> right. Uh, you, where are, you're in Houston now, right? Is that public yet? Back in
1: the H, right. So I'm in Jersey. Why are we meeting up in Dallas? We're meeting up in Dallas because we're sitting at the table with uh, with the prodigy here, right? Like, and and I'll just like be shameless about it and just you know speak out from my experience and kind of what what I see, you know, because we all operate in this industry and we observe what's going on, you know, at, at least a little bit. Obviously, you, like you try not to over analyze something for the fear of copying it or whatever it is, right? Like we all have these little things we're constantly thinking of, but, um, watching how everything is kind of evolved in our industry and the fact that consumers are now becoming educated is like my favorite thing because our biggest Hold up and roadblock as a brand, like not to get too you know financial with it, but it's been the fact that our cost of goods are so much higher than a lot of the brands we compete against. So, you know, store owners are people that are less educated; they only care about the price point, and there's not a real way to gauge value in supplements without just this plethora of education being blasted out there. So, mm-hmm. I started paying really close attention to people who cared about actually posting supplement knowledge or about actually disseminating some of these information that like could be viewed as either just scientific knowledge or marketing right like there's two different ways to look at it but if you're ethical they meet in the middle right and your marketing is the actual you know benefits that are going to be given and i like peeped his game like on what his formulas looked like what he was doing and A lot of it, not to sound like every other fucking old person in this industry, (laughs) sounded like some shit that I would have done, you know, or or something like if I would have been in that climate at that time, maybe I would have went that direction. And like, obviously, we always think about that, think that way about people that are successful. You're like, oh, I could have done that. That could have been me. Like, no, not not exactly. It's just I I don't know. I could fucking feel the shit, right? And if you have something that's real and you have something that um can transcend, it's going to have that effect on people. It's gonna bring people in. Um, So I remember reaching out to Conlon about V1, just being like, yo, I wanna try your shit. Like, send me a tub Mm -hmm. of your pre. And this is after he'd done some reviews on our stuff, but I was like, no, like, I can't go buy your shit in a store, bro. Like, it's (laughs) not, it's fucking nowhere. Like, please, will you please, pretty please? Um, And I actually drove up here Mm -hmm. to Dallas. So I drove up to Dallas, met up with them, and, and I had been thinking in the back of my mind, like, what inspired, Needs, you know, in addition to what we have is just this abundance encyclopedia of, of content or of easily digestible knowledge that we can disseminate to people. Um, and with myself, obviously, like I have a lot of plans to step out and be a lot more of the face of the company and, and be more outspoken, kind of like is happening here. But at the same time, like, Inspired has been a dream team, like, waiting to happen. It has been like this. Uh, amalgamation of Chris Waldrum's ideas and and things that he's you know gathered throughout his tenure that I came along with you know a couple of years ago and dropped literally everything that I have into and really sold out to. and I at the time I felt inspired was the only brand I would be able to completely sell myself out to because obviously all the ideals it's built on and as I evolved as a person in the industry, like the brand that even the brands I've been associated with or that I've had or even owned, like outright owned, they became about the industry or they became about um, the bottom line. And Inspired has never done that to this day. And I think that's super, super impressive from the standpoint of the brand's been acquired, wholly acquired, um, and you know, luckily I'm still in this position to, uh, to grow it and help it see its full potential. But in doing that, I need to bring people that are more like that. I can't just go out and hire the top people in each you know, little section like is what happens with most brands who actually blow in our industry. Um, I need people that are gonna stay true to this actual culture that's different, you know, and Inspired's different. And I think that if it grows, it'll grow in a different way than a lot of these other brands have. I, I don't think it's going to take the same route. Um, and all of that to say, I see KJ as being someone who, would be a very, very valuable member of, of Team Inspired. And and I say that based on what he shows um, as a formulator, as a marketer, as a content creator, um, and as a human being, you know? Like, he fucking doesn't like built bars. He's probably <laughs> insane, but he has, like he has the courage to tell me that. You know what I'm saying? You gonna tell me you don't like built bars, bro? <laughs> Better stay strapped, right? No, I'm just kidding, totally kidding. But But at the end of the day, like that's, that's what I see for that and then I also look over and I see V1 and I'm like, this brand is fucking cool. It's doing what we did forever ago. We dropped a bunch of formulas that were like, like Devastate White Cut was like 50 bucks back then and people were like, what is going on? Like, how are you making this? Why is it so expensive? Well, because it really costs that much, bro. Like I can't, <laughs> I, my bad. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I just put everything in it um, and, and I see V1 like, okay. There's a lot here and I think that the brand that he currently has set up can thrive and it can live for a long time and it can grow, but he's just one, he's just one man, you know? And I think the ideals of both brands align perfectly. If there was gonna be a day that Inspired was to acquire a brand, which is not what's happening, I think V1 would be a prime target for that, but I think more so what it is is we need like, for the industry to get to a point where inspired can be what I think it can be, other people need to be elevated to. The people that have the similar beliefs, the people that go after the same type of customer, which is that educated customer, it is that consumer that's done their homework and wants everyone to become that person. We're not trying to pull like fucking shade over anyone's eyes here at all, like not even 1%. And there's a lot of products out there that have a crazy cost of goods, and maybe they're, you know, a better product. But you're doing a, a couple things here when you make a purchase. You're obviously going to be buying whatever product you want, and if it makes you happy, that's great, but you're also building that brand, you know? And I, like, I as I get older, I get more and more conscious of what I purchase and where that money's going and what's going to happen because I made this purchase, even if it's like a .01% like factor in the equation. And I I want Inspired to continue to be that brand where if people purchase from us, they feel like the industry is going to grow from it or something good is gonna come out of it. We're not just gonna go buy Lamborghinis, you know what I mean? Like, And I think Conlin is the perfect face and voice to join Inspired and in turn have his products have a distribution platform, you know? our brand is primarily based on our relationships with our brick and mortar partners. And even though we've had significant um, growth and a lot of success online, especially recently, our partners are doing better. You know, and they're gonna continue to do that because we we did build this business on the back of them, like they owned, like they deserved all the credit, right? But now we're gonna be able to give them V1 as well. And obviously in the past, Conlin like, Bootstrap this shit grassroots from the very floor. I have so much respect for that and I like I identify with it a ton but like that's a big Big jump, you know, it's like a big barrier to entry to be able to actually produce products like this and Get them to a price point where stores can pick them up and we can get it to the masses So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bridge that gap, you know Both between inspired and the people and v1 and the people and I I just think it's easier to do that as a team Okay. So that was a lot. That was a mouthful. Fuck.
0: <coughs> hey, it was a lot of passion in that. You also were really good at telling us what this isn't, but if you could give me the real shit, yeah. Tell me what exactly are inspired and Conlon doing together.
1: Right. So Conlon is coming in essentially as a, I guess, brand manager would be a good way to explain it, you know, like, cause he doesn't have any one specific um task that he's gonna do for the brand and at the same time he doesn't have anything that he has to do there's no list of you have to review this you have to make this video no if you have like knowledge that's going to suit the industry and it's too big for v1 we're going to use that if you have knowledge that you think is is great for your brand we're going to help that be applied and in the flip. Whereas, uh, you know, obviously, you put yourself in Conlin's shoes, you're a content creator, but the bulk of the money you make comes from your brand. Well, that's going to drive you as a creator to continue making content about only your brand, which over time could cause the audience to be Mm -hmm. a little less engaged. Exactly. What we want to do is keep Conlin doing what the fuck he does. Conlin does a great job of breaking down this information and making it digestible to people. And whether it's about our products or another product, eventually there's gonna be an ingredient that we use. There's gonna be some kind of cross-pollination somewhere. And the more educated these people are, the better. So what we what we what we wanna do is we wanna free Colin up from having to only discuss V1, right? Like, hey, you're one person, let me get seven other people talking about V1 so that you can continue to build your following that's based on your knowledge, right? And so he can spend more time studying if he wants to. He can spend more time looking at shit, learning, disseminating information, digesting it, putting it back out, and at the same time get a little bit more of a peek behind the curtain of what's to come for his brand, right? Because I'm going to be pulling on him, like, hey, Conlin, you know, um, we're trying to get into the vitamin shop. This is what's going on. I need you to, you know, pay attention to this and give me your input, uh, like on how you would handle this, because obviously we're going to cross this bridge with V1 in a couple months you know i mean it's just that's uh, hopefully that did a little bit better of a job yeah no no no. it's
2: like yeah i'll kind of do it from my side but like yeah as soon as he came down here i was like i I gotta freaking work with this dude he knows what he's talking (laughs) about his brand i've seen this is legit but it's it's almost the perfect relationship and connection to where i've taken this not as far as i possibly can i could probably work harder but just doing everything myself i've done pretty damn good and i think from outside looking in especially on social media it's like whoa this this multi multimillionaire, he's doing all this stuff because my shit's everywhere. And, but that's just not social media, and they don't see the other side to where it's like Inspire's doing way better than me. All these other brands are doing way better, like Axe and Sledge. You don't see them a ton, but they're doing insane. And it's like, I think what I did for V1 can easily be applied as, as it already has. Some of the videos I've posted blow up like crazy just because of the Inspired name and the Inspired bottle. I can easily just transfer that over to Inspired, help them out with that type of stuff, grow all their online presence fairly quickly I think and just take that whole role out of their hands is where they don't have to try and learn and nitpick and everybody I'm just going to move into that spot for them super easy super just good for both of us and then on the on the flip side their whole wholesale their relationships I'll be able to use and they'll be able to use that for V1 it's like it's almost perfect to where it comes out. Great for both of us.
0: There's like two conversations to have here. Um, I course. do, I, the, I think the part that V1's being distributed to those partners through Inspire, can gonna be really compelling and interesting for a couple different reasons. I'm sure you probably have a lot of wholesale interest. There mm-hmm. are people- Exactly. I know this because, uh, a lot of brick and mortar is now creating content, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of stores. Yep. Uh, I mean, hey, that's where Brett started, right? Yeah. Like <clears throat> there's a lot of stores making content and watching and probably want to know where they can get V1 and doing wholesale is not easy. No. So that's a huge, almost like passive income. Yes. Huge boost for you. That's well, very like, cool. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. And what was saying yeah. is
2: like, if I can take all of these roles off of me, exactly. as far as like packing, being the sales guy, doing all that stuff and only just v1 inspire be the marketing be the guy behind the camera the online presence of, of kind of both these brands are teaching land how to do a little bit more compelling type stuff it's like that makes both of our brands just be able to grow a lot quicker and he can handle a little bit of the backside inspire can handle a little bit of the v1 wholesale it, it makes it that much better for both brands.
0: So that media side is, I think, where really a lot of the interesting conversation is mm-hmm. because I think, um, you know, no one wants to admit this in these kinds of words, but I think there is a formula to the content, right? Yeah. Like, if you had to write an SOP for how you make your content, you probably could mm-hmm. pretty easily. I think we, most of us who do it daily, like, there's a pattern to it, and it's what people like. Yeah. Yep. Is this content that Conlon creates, is the bulk of it going to be on Inspired's actual channels? Or are you seeing him as a
1: brand's spokesperson there yeah absolutely i mean and there'll probably be a decent amount of collab posting you know what i mean where it's it's on his platform but like whenever it comes to the the content that he's going to be creating moving forward that's you know a little bit different for inspired as as opposed to the other people that you know he does reviews for breaks things down for he's just going to be talking a lot more about the actual effect of the product yeah you know he's going to be giving a little bit more of a scientific background for it versus just saying hey taste, flavor macros, yeah. I'll give it a none out of, you know, instead, yeah. of, instead of just doing that, like, you're going to be able to see him, you know, spit some game, talk mm-hmm. some fucking shit, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And exactly. I think that's really cool. Um, and, and also open disclaimer, like, this can be edited out, I guess, if it needs to be edited out. But like, he's not gonna discontinue business with any other brands. Yeah. Like the people that he currently works with, that he already has engagements with, that's continuing to go. So yeah. no, uh, no slave driver which, shit over here.
2: Which right there just makes me wanna work with him even more. It's like there's not too many people out there. At least he's one of the first people to be like, yo, I have something you might be interested in, you can help me out, I'll help you out, let's do it. I don't want you to do anything else. It's like Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm sure off. you probably dealt with a lot of owners in this industry, they like to control, they like yes. to, they like to try to use you for what they can get out of you. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's tough to be like a value adder in this industry because everyone wants to take that value. Not a lot of people want to give back.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we, I think we're just fucking ready. Yeah. I think we're always ready. Like, and if yourself as a brand owner doesn't want any other brands to be seen, it means you're not fucking ready to mm-hmm. compete. Like, I'm always ready. Like, there's, there's if someone else drops something really fucking crazy tomorrow, like, I'm gonna admit that it's better, but I'm gonna be back in a couple fucking months, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, I, yeah, I can't, I guess maybe in in another life I could understand, like, maybe when I was, like, fucking, I don't know, really, really young and, like, was scared that if someone else played basketball better than me they'd get my spot on the team or something. So, like, but outside of that, I can't imagine A world where i would be like nope you can't do anything else like i want people to see how inferior these motherfuckers are Mm -hmm. like i don't know maybe i'm crazy
0: yes and no in a positive way i have a lot of respect for people who are so confident we talked about confidence at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this podcast that you know you're putting out quality yeah right and if you're putting out quality uh, we we talked a little bit about this before and i didn't get the the chance because i wanted to clarify but um i think people purchase for a lot of different reasons, but um, the more that I've done content and comparisons, and I don't do ratings, but you know, I talk about all sorts of different stuff. I've got to the point where I I, I kind of say, you know, all of these pre workouts in this room will give you a very similar. Benefit and experience. Uh, obviously, there are nuances to it. Uh, and, and, you know, someone's losing it listening to this because there's, you know, one has four grams of Citulline. The other one has 12. <laughs> and, you know, you guys, I, I'm speaking preaching to the choir here. but it's the race to yeah, the most Citulline in the it's, it's the race to the least amount of a margin, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But at a certain point, as a consumer, you have to purchase from someone that you want to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And uh, that is a super powerful thing and i think inspired for a long time it had chris which was great it's got it's got you guys but in terms of like uh greater recognition i if i picked someone off the street that takes pre-workout i don't know if they know who landon is of course right but there's a pretty good chance they'll know who kj is if they're into pre-workout on tiktok yep right and so there's like an opportunity to have a and everyone says face because you're mm-hmm. you're on a podcast right now. Your face is going to be out there. We're going to help ha- we're going to help you get out there. But really, having someone who can broadcast yep. is powerful. Yep. Um, and you're actually a good dude, so that's you know kind of Tried positive to. there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like it, it'll be that much easier to also just like have me in videos, and then oh, me and Landon are in the same video, and then like oh, Landon's in his own video, and he's doing similar content style to what I'm going to be doing for Inspired. Let's check him out. Let's get his stuff more engaged and everything like that. It's, I, I, I think yeah. And in, in today's days, like you're talking about having one, two. I probably say max three people centered as kind of like the face of the brand is the way to go, especially as far as online content is. It's you need people to see those people and be like, oh, that's the inspired guy. That's yeah, who's associated with that brand.
0: I mean, it's such a cool time with that right now because there are so many people. There's a lot that are are worried about competing with other folks, but mm-hmm. the, the the people who have really like. Stop paying attention or stop trying to compete, maybe, is really the thing. Like, stop trying to always be comparing have really taken off, like, and and especially as, like, a personality. Yeah. You know? Like, you talked about Axe and Sledge. Like, those owners, I mean, I I can't name many other brands who have such distinct personalities that people (laughs) grab onto, Mm -hmm. Right. There's a lot of personalities in this industry. There's a lot of crazy personalities, but yeah. there's like cult followings of these certain people. I mean, we before we started this podcast, we sat and we talked about twelve different personalities that yeah. we've interacted with, whether for better or for worse, and, and inspired outside of our echo chamber of an industry. Yeah, hasn't had that. Like I know Chris and you very well, obviously, because we're in that echo chamber, and you know. I met Chris in cold Wisconsin 2016 whatever, but like yeah. how many people on TikTok know who Chris is, right? So that, that's like an opportunity for a megaphone oh, yeah. there.
2: No, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's as good as Inspired is right now. It's like only with these little bit of tweaks, getting everybody getting content consistent, I honestly I think it's gonna be ridiculous what happened. I just
0: think inspired's like this like diamond in the rough. Yeah, like this is a exactly, beautiful thing yeah. that I love that like <sighs> in some ways I'm like almost like protective of it. I don't <laughs> want you guys to blow it up because it's a special <laughs> Dude, thing. Right? Right? <laughs> and and you know,
1: I get the most love and I get like hit up and, and the most praise or props from other brand owners. And I think like Inspired, maybe for a while, has been like a brand's brand, you know, or been mm-hmm. like it's been something that like obviously like you guys like you said, we're known in, in our little echo chamber. Um, but the thing about, I guess, like the essence of this brand is just like, Obviously it was attached to Chris for a long time, but it wasn't just Chris. Like Inspired was still inspired. Like, and he's to thank for that. But like it's like even now, and like inspired's not me at all. It's like inspired is its own living, fucking breathing energy. And it like is it actually an energy? Like, I'm not trying to get too fucking psilocybin here, but like real shit, like no, let's get psilocybin. Inspired inspired has a fucking vibe to it, bro. And it's like it's something you can feel, and it's it's so much easier to feel a part of inspired. It just is like whenever even if like when i joined inspired it was just chris and stephanie that's it but whenever i like flew out there to st george utah fucking took lsd with chris first time we ever hung out whatever like and, and had this experience it felt like i was a part of something that's bigger than fucking optimum bro like it felt like i was a part of this energy and this movement that's just asleep you know and i like i we started our um Finally, started like our actual official affiliate program, and I, I, f- I couldn't find anything more suitable for it than to call it like the collective conscious because I real shit legit feel like that's kind of what we have here is like just a bunch of fucking antennas. Like, in, in most of the time, it's either you're gonna tune into this frequency or you're not. And with Inspired, it's so infectious and it has such a positive, I mean, shit, it could just be the name Inspired. Right, but it really has a way of making you feel inspired. It really does. So it's just like there's a potential for like inspired to, to become a lot of different things, you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I just always want the messaging behind it and the feeling you get from it to never change. Like I never want inspired to be looked at or, or seen as, I don't know. I guess commercial would be the word for it, right? So in
0: so- in some ways, I. I- I have all the love in the world for Chris, but in some ways, I almost feel like it's better off. Like you burn the bridges or, or burn the boats, right? Is that the whole thing? Like burn the boats, move on, right? Like, yeah. like, like. Inspired has to exist on its own now. There is no Chris to to be that personality in front of it. Inspired now has to be that vibration. Yep. I, I kind of love that. That's that's really cool. Kind of an idea that you, that you put out there. Um, I like what you're talking about commercialization here because this is a topic that we kind of have to battle a lot. Ironically, Chris is kind of dealing with it right now at his Nutrex thing. Like, as brands get bigger, those core followings sometimes feel like disenfranchised because it's yep. they're worried about margins, they're worried about their spending, they're worried about the you know how the marketing looks. There, there's a lot of things that go into that. Uh, once that due diligence has been done, once there's a marketing team, once all the stuff is happening, yep. I don't see that happening with Inspired. You guys, you know, you got bought. There was a cash influx, obviously, and there's yep. a lot there's a lot of opportunities um you talked about one opportunity before that i don't know if it was on the podcast or not about where you guys may be distributing through um but there's a lot of cool things happening that don't happen for small boutique brands yeah yeah and a lot of people get worried right is the formula going to change is the the content not the content but like the content of the brand going to change I feel really confident just being like, there's no way. I don't think, I don't think Landon would ever allow that. I don't think KJ would allow that. And that's kind of cool that I can feel that way about a brand because brands change and, and money's yeah. greed is a big thing in this industry.
1: It is, it is. You know, and like, it's funny cause we were talking about it with the Joe Rogan thing too, right? Like if, if there's something about yourself that you've identified as being different or superior or, um, you know, just something that you feel like is yours, whether it's, you know, you're the first person who ever listened to Russ, right? Or you're the first person who, you found Drake before he blew up and and you knew that that was gonna be that thing and you were the only one talking about it, or the only one that felt that way. I think Inspired had so many hardcore, diehard fans from day fucking one that saw the brand, saw the name, saw what was going on and completely sold out to it day one and that's their fucking Joe Rogan. Like that's their cool thing that made them cool and like, there's a small chance that if everyone knows about inspired you're not the fucking inspired guy anymore mm-hmm. you know you're not the guy who found that anymore you're not the one who has the the cool brand because everyone's wearing it now or everyone's taking it now and i think that has a, a lot to do with like those fears and a lot to do with those things and then obviously i think equal parts is when things go commercial a lot of times they get watered down yeah and maybe they have to right like Maybe for Inspired to be the biggest brand it could possibly be, right? Maybe we would have to water down the formulas a little bit. Maybe we would have to, you know, take some shortcuts or work with certain people that we would normally work with or whatever, possibly. Um, but if that's the case, then Inspired, then that's not, you know, Inspired. That's a brand like Inspired that, you know, if we wanted to, we could commercially. Like inspired will never fucking be that. Inspired will stay true to what it is like for as long as it lasts. And if that means that Inspired will never be the biggest brand in the world, then it just means that it won't be the biggest brand in the world. You so, know?
0: well, so maybe uh, uh, if we want to dial this back and talk about a very good ex- um, example of this is, is V1, yes. right? V1 being distributed through um, Inspired, I guess is what you would call it. It's being yeah. distributed by Inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, there's already been talks about a more affordable pre-workout. Yes, or, or, uh, This is something that, I've had to talk about it a lot recently because of different moves in the industry. Uh, C Bums essential. I think you're a big fan of. Yeah, huge fan as well. It's like one of my favorite pre workouts right now. I can take that. I can take one scoop of that, and I can do anything. I can go run. I can do BJJ. I can lift. I can power lift. I can. I I could take that and do a podcast. Right. Like, just very simple, very yeah. effective. Yep. No one seems to be bitching about that product, but pretty much any other pre workout goes cheaper, and all of a sudden there's complaints. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Like oh. Took out the good stuff. It's underdose, right? I, I see that as like a, this is like an opportunity right here. V one is going to have a, a more affordable option or a more cost effective option might be the way to look at it. What does that look for you guys? Like, like ha, have you guys looked at that already?
2: Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, the first product we're gonna do is I think still gonna be a pretty damn solid loaded pre. Not quite the budget, but I think the next one that we probably do is gonna be around that.
0: How many pre workouts do you have at this point,
2: dude? I don't. I've done, I think we only have what, one, two. So we got our ultimate, our normal V1, got our non stim. Then we had two high stims, but the two high stims are done and they're not coming back. Right now, I guess we only have three, but I've done what, five versions of each pre? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean,
0: we've. (laughs) <laughs> How many different pre-workout iterations are in the back room right now dude, <laughs> that are so currently there. being shipped? So oh my many. God, there's so many. <laughs> Landon's land like, I need to cut that down. <laughs> dude, dude, to kind of
1: to kind of help, Conlin. Um, so the the product that we are going to first release in distribution, it is going to be a V1 pre-workout. Um, I don't want to say the name yet or anything. Ah, cool. I guess we'll we'll keep that under wraps. It's really fucking cool though. It's going to be the best branding and marketing V1s ever brought to the table, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and I'm I'm very like excited about that and proud of that. But on the formula side I don't know why he said that because it is just as loaded as any other v1 pre ever but it is down to 20 servings so like in the past every other v1 pre was like a full 30 scoops Mm -hmm. and that's cool and that's badass and everything but like and and that's gonna stay the same so like if and Another thing that's not going to change moving forward is about the way V1.com is ran, like, Mm -hmm. or V1 Nutra. Like, there's still going to be these, you know, 30 serving pre workouts that cost a fucking shit ton, as they should. But if you go in the store, you're going to get a more unique, rare, underground collector's edition fucking tub, Mm -hmm. right? Of V1. Just as formulated, all the way to the max, except you know it's a twenty forty like most other pre workouts, but you're paying the same price as you'd pay for a devastate, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a couple bucks more, you know, at the end of the day, but it's still very freaking loaded. It's a different experience than the other pre workouts offered by V One, and uh, like if you want to support Conlon, you want to support Inspired, then you know you'll go out and you'll pick it up from one of our retail partners because they fucking make the world go round. So. I
0: l- I love it. So we were talking about. Um Kind of the, the shift in pre workouts like c Essential. Mm-hmm. Something that I always brought up with that was I don't know how much you guys watch of Josh Shawl. He's kind of like you know us, but just business on supplements. He talks mm-hmm. about the fact that uh, channels are not changed for products. Like products cannot just be like shoved into a channel like a uh, square peg in a round hole. Right. Products have to meet the channel needs. Yes. Right. And so that was kind of more discussing like Walmart pre workouts. Um, which is an, an entire channel of content for you, <laughs> Dude, I, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh. that's that's like the perfect answer for D to C and brick and mortar. Yeah, right. Uh, maybe FDM down the road, but for here, going from D to C to brick and mortar is a very big change.
2: Uh, it's like, have yeah. you have
0: you spoken with brick and mortars about doing wholesale?
2: Yes. Well, that's the other thing that like he, he has so much more. I think opportunities than i have i mean i, I have I, I was writing a list the other day i think i have at least like probably 15 or 20 people that have reached out and I either don't have stock or like they don't want to pay the 35 bucks that would actually give me a, even just a buck of profit it, i have all those and he has the ability to get in front of them explain it the way he can have the price now that we negotiated that's a way better price and that's just what he can do way better at that than i can
0: when I first started doing wholesale for Nutribio, I knew nothing, mm. and there is such an an amount of experience you need to know. Like yeah. you need to understand, like you have no clue what margin is coming into this. No, nope. like you might uh, direct to consumer, you might have mm-hmm. an idea of what you make, right? But then you're shipping to someone else, and they have expectations.
1: Exactly.
0: And those expectations are built off of an average of an industry that is not making formulas like yours. Mm-hmm. Although at this point, you know, like formulas have. Caught up some, yeah. But then you have to ship pallets. You've only received pallets. Exactly. Shipping of is the nothing. And then you got then you got to factor all that cost. Yep. Right. There's so yep. much mm-hmm. that a partnership like this just makes sense. Yep. I'm a huge fan of just partnerships in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, if yeah. someone has skills, I'm all about dialing in on your skills. And your skills are definitely building the brand, yep. building the content, creating kick-ass products. Mm-hmm. Distributing them <clears throat> is a whole nother class. Oh, yeah. No. It's a whole it, other it, degree. He
2: would just take away from what I'm doing so well right now. Whereas, uh, let me just yeah. double up what I'm doing, do it for a different brand inspired, and just they can handle that. Yeah. We both yeah. benefit off of both things.
1: Yeah. You Makes know, as a. As a brand owner too, in KJ's position, like he he understands that a lot of the value of E1 is himself, you know, and like to elevate and get to a a position where you know obviously you can grow or do more, you have to be able to remove yourself from as many different aspects as possible, and that's like it's super hard to do though. Honestly, Mm. it's very hard to do that. Like I'm sure that there's like a lot of days where he's fighting with himself to just like, (laughs) okay, I'm getting off social media and I'm just gonna do this wholesale shit myself. But that's almost what it would take, right? Like he'd have to everything else in his life would have to take a backseat for a couple months so that he could, you know, begin getting the infrastructure set up, like making deals with some couriers and learning how to do freight, obviously hiring some sales reps, learning how Mm -hmm. that works, seeing, you know, you see some things when you go into like vitamin shops and GNCs and like you see selling points, but like it's, it's hard to reverse engineer margins, like unless you've been in it for a long time and like you understand what else is happening and going on. And then the knowledge has to be fresh and you have to be on the pulse of it, right? Like I get, I mean, just me personally, I get emails from like every single raw goods supplier in America so I can see where these costs are at at this time or where it seems to be going. Also get the forecast too to like know like where those ingredients are gonna be going. Like that obviously helps me whenever I'm buying a product or when I'm formulating for the line, but it also helps me when I'm selling it to stores because I can let them know that's been cheap, it's not gonna be, you know, or whatever it is. Like there's. Yeah, there's. I don't yeah. know where I was going. That, but that.
0: that finger, the finger on the pulse thing. That that's what makes sense. Yeah. Because there's so much. I don't know if you've messed with any consultants, but there are a ton of experienced people that will come in and be like, "No, no, no, this is how you should do it," and they're giving you information from five, ten years ago. Yep. yep. Shit changes, right? Big time. Shit changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, category managers at big stores. They rotate. change like regimes, dude, and they like rotate.
1: Yeah, dude. it's not like it's not like firing out. It's like no, we just switched the fucking men's health and the, the uh, you know whatever. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like seriously, yeah.
0: I remember launching GNC, then launching Vitamin Shop, and people moving over from GNC to Vitamin Shop. And It's like all the things that I was dealing with GNC, I'm now dealing at Vitamin Shop. Like there, yeah. there, there are so many transitional things, and so much that you can't account for as a small business owner who hasn't done this
1: before partnering up is the only thing that makes sense there yeah. right i think so well in terms of like a plug and play fix oh you know? for sure yeah.
2: i think you could probably
1: sit down and read the book
2: on it if you wanted I, to of yeah, but it's, it's how quick do i want to do it it's like it, yeah, your screen time's like, already at 11 exactly. hours a day <laughs> it's like i got to, to take from somewhere to where is this is like i i continue doing what i'm do good and only get better at it by helping other people it's like it's a no question for
0: yeah. me. Yeah. I almost asked for a second uh, what a typical day looks like for you, but I realized I could go on TikTok and find yeah, out. It's, yeah. so, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's almost the same thing I was going <laughs> to I appreciate that, though, because your day in the lives are almost always the same shit. Yes. And that's how I People are like, man, you should do a day in life. I'm like, bro, like, I wake yeah. up, I work out, I work, I yeah. eat a bunch of meals, and I go to bed.
1: Yeah. Every couple weeks, I go somewhere cool, do something that looks cool on camera for a little bit, but then mm -hmm. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. And believe me, it looks way cooler on video (laughs) because I'm making it look cool. Like, you know,
0: there's a reason Conlon looks like he's got an empire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you have (laughs) to present it all in a certain way, right? It's gorgeous.
1: It's insane. Yeah. Got to dress for the job you want.
0: Yes, sir. I I love that thought process, though, because. this whole industry is built on perception. I say a lot, like pers- like you know, there are people who you joked about buying Lamborghinis. Like that was a thing for a while, right? Where like brand owners, I'm not pointing fingers. Nah, but, shout
1: out PJ Braun. Go ahead and give that man his credit. Well, he <laughs> I, was, who like was the, it. it was, Aaron did
0: the whole post about it where they were talk- they bought the front of the Olympia, and it was the photo of them in front of the Lambos in those tuxes.
1: I don't remember that. I just, I, remember, I just remember them being, like, over the top with it. Like, yeah, we're driving all these crazy cars. Yeah.
0: They, they had that famous picture where they were wearing, like, Italian suits. That's badass. Suit.
1: I mean, that's some fucking, you know, Tony Blanco shit. Dude, <laughs> they they vinyled that
0: on the front of the Olympia building. I'm all about it. And, uh, I mean, that was that was just like the industry. That was like, just everyone wanted to look rich at that point, right? Exactly. Like everyone's out here looking like Andrew Tate
1: in the Southern. Did that, did that come from Shreds? Did Shreds start that? Great head. point. I was thinking about like like the fact, like you guys are saying like there's, there can only be two or three faces, you know, of each mm-hmm. company. I was trying to think back like the last like team environment company. Yeah, And like, there's a couple that are like teams kind of like right now um, in a way, but like I think Shreds fucked that up for mm-hmm. everybody, bro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Shreds did a lot. They influenced a lot. I'm, I'm being the Jersey guy. I don't. I, how many people do you guys meet that like say they were from Shreds? Is that that's not really like a thing for you? Like, yeah, not many. Being in the tri-state area, like the fallout after Shreds was like, I I interviewed like dozens of people who were like, yeah, I was the content director for Shreds, <laughs> and like it was funny. I worked with the guy who was the content for, director for Shreds. So like, there were a lot of people after really? that that came out and were trying to leverage that like clout after shreds
1: interesting they, they
0: went all over um but yeah you're totally right it was uh what was it joey uh devin yep. page uh ar, ar- arlin arlin was a ceo yeah yeah i remember him uh man it's just but like wild culture you were talking about culture before it does yeah. get thrown around a
1: lot but that's a brand that had culture well they did a lot to like keep that up though like they would um I'm not gonna disclose my source, but like, for example, like when they flew out to Expos to like Australia and everything, they really would have security, like they really would get security for those influencers and they really yeah. would take them from place to place like in Escalades or whatever, but it was all like contrived. But it, like, it, it created perception. It did, it did. It was like, like what they were was an elite PR firm.
0: Mm-hmm. So like, I heard, so yeah, uh, this is going a while back and I I doubt anyone that actually was from Shredsville, even like I watched this stuff. I think most of the people moved on, but, to extrapolate on that i remember the one year they did the arnold or the olympia i forget what expo it was but they like planned like when they were all going to walk in yeah with security yeah. and make it look
1: like this yep. whole thing right yeah that was done
0: right bro i mean i respect the hell out of it <laughs> right like he's impressive yeah yeah i mean you but you get it because you, anything you put out there like has to look good oh yeah right like yeah man i got caught taking a picture of a ghost energy at this music festival this weekend like i felt like such an asshole like i'm out here like taking the wide angle pic mm. with the concert and the people and this dude like turns around and just mean mugs me and i was like <laughs> i'm being that guy right now but like you post that photo and everyone's like oh it's so dope yeah. it's so cool you have to like you have to do it right yeah like how I, well, The thing I love about your videos is I can tell how many times you had to move that tripod to get all those angles oh, yeah. of you going in and out of that door.
2: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I honestly, it, it doesn't bother me as much anymore. No, like, the, no. I, I film in Walmart, like, all the time, and people honestly don't care.
0: Yeah, it's the funniest thing, because at first you're like, oh, I don't really want to yeah. be that guy. My,
2: dude. when you
1: film in Walmart, do you take the tripod in there? Nah, No. Nah, I mean, no. Nah, that's usually me. Yeah,
2: I, I, but it's like I always film and, like pick it off off the shelf, and I'm like in the middle of this freaking store just doing this on my phone.
0: You get over yeah. it real quick, it's like yeah, and I yeah. just act
2: like I'm taking a picture.
0: So yeah, like, <laughs> dude, we'll go places with Cody, and he's got like this rig, you know, like this crazy monstrosity, and it's the funniest thing. We were like in Vegas, and we were going like into a bar you know, for a New Lives party at at Supply Side. And the security guy didn't like, didn't even like talk to us. We just like walked right in, and I stopped and I was like, "Why didn't you like check our ID or anything?" He's like, "Big guy, cameraman." I yeah. figured, just <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Like, it's not that big of a deal."
1: No. Just Actually, walk... can you get me a room temperature water, too, please? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got that
2: accent, talented.
0: You? <laughs> you do a lot of your fo- filming on your phone, though. I guess, yeah, right?
2: decent amount. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll. The other stuff, I don't know. My my videographer has this ridiculous camera setup that's awesome that I probably need to get. But yeah, no, I, I honestly think all of the, especially yeah. the 13 Pro is like, it's damn good for it what is. it is. And it's like, especially if you shoot in the 4K 60 frame rate, it's it's solid. Especially yeah. if I'm just filming myself going to the vitamin shop. I, don't, I honestly don't want to take a big ass camera in there. It's,
0: no, you know, I can't go to my vitamin shop anymore. They know who I am. They're watching oh, yeah. this.
2: Yeah, the uh, vitamin shop. It's called the vitamin shop, Lewisville. They always like all my stuff whenever I it they, they see it. I bet they do too. Yeah. Like, damn,
0: I'm surprised they don't know you at your local one.
2: They do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I you were it's, But you. it's weird. It's like three older ladies that run it, which yeah. is awesome. They're super nice. Start fixing like, their hair yeah, when KJ walks in, in, in and yeah. shit. Sure. For sure. They yeah. give me the good stuff.
1: He's asking me, like,
2: <laughs> "When's the next ghost energy flavor coming?" <laughs> uh, they always let me do like. I probably shouldn't be. Out in them, but who knows? They always let me do like two cases if it's like a six can minimum for the dollar energy drinks. So, You're like, oh, just go ahead, just take as many as you want. Yeah, All right, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, they Damn. know dry snitching on these yeah. ladies coming, <laughs> man. They'll be
2: fine. I'll, I'll take care of them.
0: So let's get into some plants. Let's get into the businesses. Yeah, yeah. um, I, I mean, dealer's choice on this, where you want to go with it, but there's a lot of stuff that has been communicated that I may or may not be trying this week. I don't know what you want to talk about,
1: but I'm sure you get a lot um yeah dude are me? you um are you gonna train today are you planning on lifting i today? was
0: i woke up at 5 a.m this morning so i'm i have not done i haven't eaten i haven't trained i'm down <laughs> wow. for all of
1: it okay you, you need food bro i do like i do ASAP. i'm wasting away i kind of like i was yeah. gonna say like maybe like you could try the rtd live on the podcast just for flavor's sake but at the same time i don't want you to like
0: to everyone's watching what rtd
1: <laughs> yeah, that just that just fucking happened. Is it a
0: V1 Bleep. RTD? Cody bleeped that up. Is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude, no, the the RTD I do want to talk about. Okay, like, and and I'll even give some backstory on it. So, well,
0: I saw him in the refrigerator. So, um, I don't are, know if we want to get out here. Want to just have on the video, dude.
1: Yeah, like, let's do it. I'll look at. Where is at? In the fridge. Okay. So. Um, and then there was two. Okay. So um, <laughs> yeah, man. Like. Originally and like we've already went all the way through the process. So we were going to our first attempt at the cooler Was going to be a carbonated energy drink. I think I might have showed it to you. We talked about this Talked about the formula. We went all the way through the process like literally all the way through and um, We were at the very end about to go ahead and like place a purchase order and we went to the Arnold and like everyone and their mom um, announced an energy drink at the Arnold right oh yeah like yeah, it, yeah. it just was the thing and i was like man i was kind of scared this was gonna happen so like and shout out to those guys too it was like access sledge and all black everything and they both like brought the fucking thunder like they both brought really cool products um and i was like okay well if i do this right now it's gonna look like i'm the me too guy and like we were right there so i was just like you know what Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of pull back a little bit. And it's not just the Me Too situation. It's also the fact that, like, that's a lot of shelf space that just got taken. You know, and coolers are very limited, like, as it is. Yeah. So, I'm glad
0: you're you're saying it that way because the thought of Inspired being worried about being Me Too is just preposterous to me. Like, you guys do such interesting things, and you speak to a different – like, I, like, I Axe and Sledge, uh, I got love for them. I, you know, I worked with them for years. Yeah, uh, All Black Everything, TJ is my boy. Like, they, they do some cool shit over there. Cool shit. But you guys, I know what you're doing would be interesting, but I think the shelf space is a much more compelling thought process
1: there. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, shelf space is a big deal, right? Like, and especially in the little coolers and whatnot. And we well, had the tooling to. Or go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, when it comes to powders, I laugh at people when they talk about shelf space because, like, yeah, I, 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 that's I, that's like a early 2000s sales rep game. Like, when it comes to energy drinks, there's literally only so many things
1: in a cooler. Like, they're not gonna buy another refrigerator just for Inspired. They should. No, I (laughs) won't exactly right like it's easy like with pre-workout like a store can go from 100 to 102 pre-workouts easily Like they're gonna sell every fucking one anyway, but like so and that's like what I was thinking about I was like, okay, well, I do want to attack the coolers, right? Like I do want to have something that is functional ready to go and um, I uh, Got a call from the person who was doing our cans like hey just let you know Like we can't do that still formula you wanted to do so I was like interesting right because I had wanted to get into the uh, pre-workout RTD game Um, and I wanted to do it for a couple reasons like number one we've been known for Devastate for so long now and and Devastate's name is synonymous with quality pre-workout and I think it would be a disservice to the brand for that to not eventually be a thing but then also I know like and, and you guys I'm sure feel the exact same way. There's a lot of ingredients that have never been used in RTDs that totally can. They're water soluble. There is no reason to not use them, right? They're not short shelf life, anything that would keep it out of an RTD. So there's a lot of like open real estate for me to play with and like be able to flex the first thing on. But even more than that, it's a, it's a game that's already set up for us to win, you know? We've got t- 10 plus years in the game showing that we do pre-workout well. We've never fucking touched an energy drink, mm-hmm. you know? And just because, the a lot of these brands in the industry are starting to release energy drinks like I'm sure there's a like Great reasons why like all black everything has a great fucking supply chain Axe and sledge have a huge audience like massive audience And they have icy collabs like they, it makes perfect sense for them to do it for the landscape where inspired was at that moment I just wanted to put a pause on it and I didn't want that to be the way that we broke into coolers because it's just not who we are so instead what I did is I put everything in the fucking world literally no, not basically in a RTD and made this insanely great formula for a devastate RTD and was a little worried about it because I was like, I don't know if this is going to actually work. Like it's a lot of stuff to be putting into a drink. It's probably gonna taste like feet. Like what's going to be the issue? No, like first try basically approved everything. Like we, we've changed flavors a tiny little bit, but that being said, man, like, This is, it's the first RTD pre-workout that you will want over a powder. And I literally mean, you will look at both formulas and you will choose on certain days and probably on more days than not, you will choose this RTD formula. Um, I definitely will give a lot of credit to Raw.
0: I was just gonna make a joke about this because I think you called me
1: after I did my Raw video where I called that the most loaded RTD. (laughs) The pump, yeah, the Raw pump, and, and, and it fucking was. It's great. The raw pump is, I mean, both of them are great, right? I was or gonna say both of them They've merged really, it now, yeah. right? Or no? No, 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 no. They just They just changed, they the, changed the branding on They changed the brand so they match. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Vavage is great too. I thought it was really fucking good. Um, and shout out to those guys because they like, they came out and they actually did something that I wanted to do before I could do it.
0: I got a lot of respect for a culture brand, you know? Like not that yeah. their products are bad at all. I think uh, mm-hmm. you probably reviewed a bunch of them and really liked that's them. Solid, but, yeah they're a culture brand people buy them for the culture mm-hmm. people don't, I don't think people realize how good the pre-workouts are like yes on paper like I know says awesome Jansen's great Dom's inspiring but like I want to buy from them to support them. But like the formulas without those names
1: are good. And I like that. And they don't have to do that. You're right. They don't have to. They could just use that star power and and sell on that alone. But they actually put out really cool shit. So shout out to those guys for that.
0: Yeah. And so I was talking, you know, I was was stoked about their RTDs because they're packing stuff in there. Yeah. Like you've done a lot of RTDs. Like (laughs) I. I have a hard time finding an RTD that I want to take that isn't just 400 megs caffeine and I
2: Yeah, I agree. It's like well, I'm trying to think of which ones are in the vitamin shop, and the only one I can think of is Total War.
1: Total War is good.
2: Which it's not bad. Just, it's okay. Yeah. Which I think tastes better than their powder version. To For be sure. Honest. It well, t- tastes uh, great.
0: We, we I, th- I think we give, we could give some shouts to some good brands here. In, 100%. In, the, in the, the spirit of collaboration. Total War is pretty good. Uh, Raw did theirs really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Primeval and VMI both did really nice uh, 16 ounces. Or 12 ounces that were like they had some decent stuff in there. Um, those were those are kind of full dosed stuff, but it seemed like the industry was kind of dancing around with the same amount of actives, mm-hmm. the same kinds of ingredients. So, I'm yeah, I'm I, I was never really like an RTD guy, I don't know a lot about the technology, uh, in terms of suspending ingredients and them being soluble and stuff like that. So, I'm right. super curious, like, what you found to put in these and like what wasn't used already because. We had a discussion about Just this so much. Like, but why weren't those things being used? Was it a technology issue? Was it a creativity issue? What, like, like, because Dif- the, the different
1: ingredients and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, different things, right? Like, so, like, for example, even if something is water soluble or water dispersable, like certain things, even if they are, they can't live in an acidic environment, right? Like it's the, it's going to cut down on the efficacy of it, or it's just straight up not going to work at all. Or you're going to have like a zoom XR that the coating is going to wear off of it. And now it's just instant release caffeine, right? Like in, with us like or the big a couple things that i didn't expect right like l-tyrosine l-tyrosine's a big no-no i didn't think it was gonna be a fucking no-no like you, you've so shaken up a acid. fucking pre-workout with l-tyrosine a million goddamn times well no l-tyrosine in rtd man i'm sorry so like fucking yeah we got two grams of acetyl l in this shit nice. um it's it's a banger bro yeah, i can't he, wait to told talk to me the formula
2: shit. and he like kept going and i was like Jesus Christ, It's yeah. loaded. Really, yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it really is everything that we prop it up to be and everything we say it is. And that's the only way it's going to make sense. This is only going to work if we can move some volume. Because okay. There's, <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. But but I have faith in that, right? Like, I have faith in it. Like, if you know that, like, I'm taking a risk here and it's probably not going to be here tomorrow, so you better buy it today, right? Otherwise, you're going to be stuck with this other one forever. Like, maybe someone will buy it because they're like, this dude's a fucking idiot. This shit's not going to last, right? Like, that's called hype. Yes. Hey, <laughs> Hey, shh, shh. no <laughs> one can know that. <laughs>
0: Stop. So, okay. So, uh, the product pre-workout RTD. Yes. A 32nd pitch. You don't have to give me ingredients if you don't want to, but like you're
1: pitching this to a new category manager. What is the pitch on it? Like, what is it? It is not a hybrid. It is not meant to be an energy drink and a pre-workout. It is just a fucking pre-workout. Um, it's, it's, an over-the-top experience. It's going to be a high-stem, insane, ridiculous, crazy ride that you're not going to get from any other, you know, over-the-counter RTD. And I think that a lot of brands fall into that trap of trying to make it somewhat a hybrid. Like, it's a it's a pre-workout, but you you know you could drink it on your way to work if you want. Like, if you drink this shit on your way to work, like your boss is going to ask you like, what happened to you? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's this is actually made to go to the gym, rip some fucking shit up.
0: It's a pre and pump, not just
1: yes energy not just pump oh, my god okay other than fucking when when other what else do you take a pump when you work out that's yeah. it That's it. It's like right. So so like I I know that we've separated like pre-workouts and pumps and like a lot of that was due to, I don't know, supply chain or COVID or, you know, the the economy and our inflation thanks to our government, whatever. I got
0: other parts of this that I want to talk about with KJ in terms of stacking pre and pump. I want to talk about that a little bit for sure. Uh, But I I totally agree with you on that point because we started splitting up these formulas and now you got a thirty five dollar pre-workout thirty five dollar pump and all of a sudden he and I have to tell people to go spend $70 yeah. on the pre-workout for yeah. a dude that's never gonna compete in bodybuilding in his life. Like, yeah. But here's $70 a month you gotta go spend on some arbitrary pre-workout, cause I mm-hmm.
1: tell you to, yeah. right? Exactly. Like so, and and that's the that's where we're we're gonna land. We're gonna land at the fucking point where if you want to, you can buy the most expensive pre and the most expensive pump, put them together. Or like you know, I think multiple brands like V One are gonna offer all these different tiers of pre's and all these different types of prees because we're gonna realize that people don't have specific favorite pre workouts. Pre workouts are just better for certain people. For mm-hmm. sure. Like what we've been preaching for years and years and years. Finally, people are gonna realize it. Like, oh, holy shit! Like. Five grams of yohimbe isn't the universal answer. Every now and then, someone's not gonna like that. Holy shit! Like you know, like so that yeah. um. That's that's funny because
0: so Mike and I we were talking about like how many faces can like represent a brand. Like Mike's the perfect yin to my yang. Like hates Alpha Yo. Like cannot couldn't take Legend V two in two scoops. And most people like on the internet think that Legend V two was like for pussies or something. Mm Like, couldn't do two soups of it because of the alpha yo. There's different things for different people. People uh, metabolize caffeine differently, yeah. like, very, very simply. So, you're saying uh, stim and pump this perfect together in a ready made drink. Yes.
2: I love that's, it. Yeah, in, I in think no that's the coolest thing. It's like, it's you don't need to stack it, you don't need to take
1: literally anything else with, else with it. it. It's by no. itself unbelievable. Yeah, I love that. You don't need nothing. Yeah. You don't need anything at all. But you do need to go to the gym. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to drink yes. this before a study session. <laughs> so right? it sounds it sounds awesome. Is it going to be expensive? Um, not more expensive than everything else that's on the market right now. Very cool. Um, we're not. It's not going to be. You know, yeah, we're going to be coming in very competitively priced compared to you know Thavage or Bump Pump or you know. You kind of have to in that kind of market, right? To, of course, to be next to them on there
0: and to, for people to, to consider that. Yep. Very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll we're, be drinking that before the workout later.
1: Ah, uh, I
0: can't fucking wait, dude. I'm so <laughs> excited. But I
1: mean, like, there's so much. Like, and I don't know if you guys want to like go ahead and jump into the pre versus pump combo or like continue on the drops that are coming because we're just we got so much pressure.
0: Well, let's talk about the pre and pump combo and then get back into drops. I think we could talk about drops for a while. Um, yeah, fair. And we could even talk about V1 drops if you guys want to as well. We kind of already talked about yeah. pre stuff. Yeah. But um, do you do you st- stack pre workouts every single day?
2: Uh... Honestly, no. I, I weirdly take – I don't take a lot of stim-pres, to be honest. Like, so I have, get all my yeah. caffeine from energy drinks, and then it's like I work out usually later, 3, 4. It's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have 200 more milligrams of caffeine. It's like, I right, would take a pump.
0: That was going to kind of be – when you started uh, saying like pump, like like kind of talking about like pump pre-workouts as it like almost – not unnecessary, but what you were talking about, to me, it's the stim-free portion. Not, ex- yeah. not not the call out of the pump, but the same pre-workout without the stimulants. That is what's valuable to me because there's a lot of things that I wouldn't put in a pump product, not because they're stimulants, but because there just doesn't make sense just solely for pump.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I like stim free pre-workouts because you still get all of the ergogenics and all the performance and all that stuff just without the more caffeine. Right. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. I don't know why I do it, to be honest. Because, like, sometimes I do take – well, I, I probably take caffeinated or stimulant pre at least two, three times a week. So about half and half. But, like, when I do take it, I'm like, holy shit, why am I not taking this? This feels unbelievable. <laughs> That's but, so like, I don't know. I just like energy drinks. And then it gets to that point, I have two a day, and it's like, I probably shouldn't have any more stimulants for the day.
0: It's so like, you max out, like, 400, 500 a day? Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't I don't like to go more than that. Some days I do, definitely. but That was, like, a little inside, like, joke or, like, running little – just annoying nuance uh, nuance to me and Chris Waldrum because like when we had FSU, do you remember like the old FSU in the white tub that like was super, super popular? It had like the lion's mane in it and had a bunch of like, I know like everything you've ever made (laughs) and I can talk about, I want to get into talking about that. Okay. Well, (laughs) with, well with that one, right with that FSU, it was by far the best fucking pump product in the category for a long time. Right. We got snubbed on best pump product over and over again because people were like, it's not a pump product. It's a non-stem pre. I'm like, Okay, okay, whatever. So then we go back. We make FSU diehard. We take out all the fucking adaptogens and all the nootropics, right? And we put it out just as a pump product. Sorry, bro. It's just a pump product. It's not a non stem pre. Like, we just miss the timing of this shit. <laughs> like, I, so drastically dramatic. So, like, I have, like, in the back of my mind, every time someone's like, is it a pre or a pump? I'm like, there is no such thing as a pump without the pre. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. Yeah, uh, uh. yeah. so I I hate like, the I'm in agreement with you. What you hate like what the,
0: the, the award stuff Oh man. like you don't, don't you don't do any like kind of end of year awards for your stuff, right? I
2: don't
1: think so. Yeah, oh, I, for like reviews though. No. Yeah, it's a love hate thing, bro. Yeah. It's it's such a good thing for like platforms like you to be able to get clicks though, gets like, me
0: great clicks for sure. And I really like giving back to people who I think did some mm-hmm. cool shit. Yes, but like there was one year where inspired. I, I always joked with Chris about this and I think it bled over to you sometimes too, but like inspired had great years mm-hmm. and then you had like coast years you know it was just like like that year with greens multi like that year the collagen protein like that was a fucking blockbuster year for inspired you know yep. that you had seasons and um it would happen where like maybe just like q3 q4 you had a really good couple drops and like i always feel bra- bad for brands that like didn't do it for 12 months cuz if you looked at the paper it's like well, if we're going to go, like, because we, we track, we have a lot of um, uh, software in the industry that scrapes. And so we'll, we'll literally go, like, look at all their jobs for the entire year before we do an award. And it's like, Inspired really deserves something this year, dude. They kicked some ass. And then, like, you were saying, like, there'll be like an argument, like, uh, whatever. That FSU is badass, dude. That was an awesome pre workout. Um, my ex actually used that for a powerlifting competition. And I remember telling her, like, Actually, I didn't say anything at the competition because I didn't want to mess with her head. But I remember afterwards being like, there's no stims in that. Mm-hmm. But the focus on those adaptogens. Yep. And there's something about blood flow, too, that, that just feels good. Yep. Like she loved it for, for powerlifting, which is like, it was an awesome product. Didn't taste that great because of all the adaptogens. Yeah. But that was like right before everything started tasting like candy.
1: It was right at the turn. Yeah. Like, I mean, eventually the good flavor houses are going to get their fucking samples out to the manufacturers and people are going to switch. You know? Yeah. It was, what
0: was the lion's mane? Was there any Pico 2 in there? I remember the lion's <sighs>
1: mane. No, I don't think there was Pico 2. Um, there was lion's mane in there. There was a uh, neurofactor in there. There was something um, gritty in there. It must have been the lion's mane, I remember. The lion's mane. Um, I want to say there was ashwagandha as well. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, it was very loaded. I mean, it was like the first time anyone really ever actually dropped glycerophosphates in there for the actual use. You know, it was the Inspired's first crack at nitrates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember <laughs> by force. <laughs> Remember big, yeah. big
0: dosages. Yeah, that big was. One. I, I I think this is an unpopular opinion, but I'll say it. That was my favorite branding in link in a uh, almost said LinkedIn and Inspired's uh, just evolution that the periodic Black and white. table.
1: Oh right? yeah,
0: the white labels with the periodic uh, table uh, logo—I thought that was so cool back then. I mean, this Chris whole is gonna, look,
1: Chris is going to love that.
0: I think I said that to Chris a couple months ago, and he—I like, I, I mean, he's very proud of this stuff, of right? Cool he's course. very proud of like the wild, crazy stuff. But I'm more of a minimalism person. Yeah, and I always thought that was like it was powerful. It was so much like it was such a clean look there's a lot going on now which obviously people go wild for i mean th- that kind of branding is, is wild. uh on that note i forgot to ask you you're talking about new branding for v1 or new labeling like going crazy with the looks yeah um because of this new relationship is chris getting involved
1: in the labeling or like where is the new creative coming from where is that Dub will be involved very cool. C-Dub will absolutely be involved. Yeah, like, I mean, most likely what we're going to do is, um, you know, inspire us to the point now where we have multiple designers. For oh, sure. Um, thank God we don't have just one, and it's not just only us. Like, when I came on, literally, it was me and Chris designing everything. Like, back then, Chris didn't know Photoshop, and I was really good at Photoshop. So, like, even, like, on this label, the State of the Union, like, I kind of laid, like, a... A base foundation like layer for him and then Chris Waldron went in and like illustrated it out and made print layers and actually made it something that could be printed and look cool Like if you look at all the old Intel labels they're really cool labels but they didn't have all these varnishes and all of these things that I don't know how to do like Chris had that knowledge um, so we made like a good little synergistic pair but now finally like I'm not having to do any design at all anymore. You know, I've got a couple designers on staff, so likely what's gonna happen is, um, one of my favorite staff designers is gonna go in and, and create something absolutely crazy. That's gonna get flipped over to C-Dub. C-Dub's gonna obviously do his thing in terms of compliance and in terms of print layers and, and making sure that it's not just a 2D, it's actually a 3D product that has like a look and feel to it. And uh, yeah, dude, we're gonna drop it into retailers all over America.
0: So, so. behind the scenes on V1, I mean, it's mostly you. There's a few other people, maybe like your, your label person and everything. But yep. how is that blending? Because are are your D2C things still going to be kind of like your look and feel? Or is
2: C-Dub coming into there? Like, We'll see. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think we'll see how it goes. It Eventually, probably, make the brand stand out completely together. Yeah. And kind of blend exactly what he's doing with the first product that we do and just kind of keep it going down the line with the new stuff. Um, that would probably be ideal, but... Yeah, as for right now, I think the online will stay kind of online. Have yeah. a little bit of a different look as far as wholesale, retail, and then slowly just kind of blend it all together.
1: For sure. Very cool. Yeah. I think the identity will stay the same. You know, it'll be the same mm-hmm. logo, a lot of the same colors. Yeah. You'll get the same feeling. It'll just, it'll look a little more polished. And with this, you know, relationship in terms of, like, what the rest of V1 is going to do in the future, it's a very, very, very malleable and flexible relationship. Um, and it's like that by design. Mm-hmm. I Like, there's... Both of these brands I feel like are like living entities, especially since KJ is V1, you know? So I, I don't want to lock a three-year agreement in place whenever we both know shit's about to change, mm-hmm. like in a big way. Inspired, we haven't even started spending the investment capital on marketing yet. And we're up, you know, like 120%, like from two, month, from two months ago online, like just direct consumer against a hard to beat month. Um, so what is that? Like
0: what 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 is that 120% is that? turning the ads on? Is that better customer sentiment? Because, because not, I mean, not a lot has changed in those few months. I don't mean that offensively. I'm just mean just like, what is what is happening that is making that change for you?
1: So there's a lot of stuff happening in the back end that hasn't even been like brought to fruition yet. But um, a few things I'll say, like, you know, we brought on a a really good guy that's kind of filling the CMO position. Um, Very, very experienced. He's, you know, has ad buying history for Charming Charlie, um, you know, Nick's Ice Cream, um, a lot of other massive brands that are like CPG or fashion and not necessarily related with our industry. And he is a media buyer and all those things, but he's also really good with email flows. He's also really good with, you know, any type of plugin that can be, you know, put into Shopify. We've implemented, we've went from Shopify to Shopify Plus, we've implemented Triple Well. We're looking at other attribution tracking software as we put in, you know, influencer marketing softwares that are actually doing things, you know, we've started just a a, a shit ton of things. I mean, we spent a lot of money on infrastructure. putting people in places, we've hired a lot of new people. And then, you know, most notably, and I think the biggest thing that's actually taking effect right now is just the fact that we relaunched the proteins, you know, like mm-hmm. putting Protein Plus, ISO PF and FSU serum out in a period of like six to eight weeks. I mean, that's what's got us up 120%. Cool. We've got crazy new products, but what people don't know is Inspired also has, you know, a $65,000 redesigned UX UI website that hasn't released that, you know, carries over into an app that, you know, has all of these like different types of, you know, subscription-based softwares or people are gonna be able to save on their products if they take it all the time, like multi, you know, uh, apps like Rebuy, like, and I'm literally given the fucking, this is like the cheat code right here to scaling your brand, but like having creative and clever ways to cross sell and upsell products, not just based on dollar amount or not just based on getting to a threshold, but all like actually based on, hitting dosages, right? Like imagine if a website could have a dosage calculator built into the back end of it for whatever ingredient it is you're looking to take. And I'm like mentioning this specifically because KJ did a review on Ember non-stem and like, you know, mentioned the fact that each serving is 250 milligrams of mitoburn people are like, well, my non-stem fat burner is fifteen hundred milligrams of Mito Burn. Well, I hope you're not taking any other supplements anywhere else and anything that you do, because you're just like diminishing the fuck out of your returns. We have Mito Burn in like three or four different products by design, because we want our line to be stacked, right? Like, and if there's a goal that you're looking for, and like, may, if your if your primary goal is burning fat or losing weight, we can show you the stacks that will get you to these dosages in all of these ingredients that are studied that do hit these claims. Like, and it's not that if you put out a product and it doesn't have six grams of citrulline in it or whatever your benchmark is that you're looking for but it also tells you on the back to stack it with something else your whole argument for the product being trash goes out the window in my opinion
0: yeah i agree there's a lot of people um that like to talk about dosages right now which is really convenient yeah right it i i it's funny uh i'm kind of reminded of the stacking conversation we were just talking about where it's like you know, I, I like all of it because you want to pull people into the brand. Yeah. You want them to take, you know, FSU serum. Uh, You know, you, you want them to stack that alongside other things that are going to give you those same ingredients. You're going to take all these things and, 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 and in a day you're going to get all that together. Yeah. You know, I also respect that in retail you might not be cross-selling a lot of Inspired. Right. Right. And so for the person who has 1,500 milligrams in their fat burner, they might just be – banking on you just getting that fat burner yeah um but in this direct consumer conversation here where we're talking about cross-selling upselling you're talking about creating a basket for these people like that makes a lot of sense and yeah. i don't think a lot of people realize like how much that ui ux that whole design that customer experience the flow the the, the retargeting getting them back to all, like all that stuff how much that can change your monthly revenue
1: yeah yeah right? and, and, and that's the thing it's like this information is for our consumers to have and know um and i think it's cool if they know what we're doing on the back end to to try and build the business obviously which is earning their business earning their money but at the same time for other brand owners too you know mm-hmm. like you have to put out value in, in some way shape or form and at the end of the day like if if this is the things that we're doing like you asked me the question you know so i'm, I'm going to give it to you as real and as true and as fucking honest as i can and you know at the end of the day like people if they think I'm exposing myself, I'm absolutely not. Like there's <laughs> thirty five like thousand things that are a lot more vital and important than what I'm actually giving. But you can true you can trust that what I'm giving is the truth and I'm making I'm giving enough to show vulnerability and giving enough to show that hey, like there's confidence in this in this actual path that we take and I'm just I'm not gonna give you every little step. I'm just gonna show you the way.
0: Well you can give out the recipe, but it doesn't mean it's gonna taste the same. Exactly.
1: Right? Yeah. So
0: I mean so KJ, you're like super successful D2C wise. It's the only part of your business that you sell through, right? So yep. that you've put all your eggs in that basket and that's been really helpful. But how much of this like consumer experience thing have you actually built out? Cause you do a lot of
2: limited drops. Yeah. So uh, dude, that's the thing is uh, I haven't even tried to tap into that, that whole area. So I feel like the opportunity there is unbelievable because I really honestly don't care much about our designs. I want to look decent, but at that point it's like I- I'm selling it and people trust me it's and there. they believe in the product and believe in me and V1 they could care less about what it looks like. Whereas the opposite side, it kind of has to look very good, very eye appealing. You have to have a little call outs on there that speak to people and like, that's completely different than what I'm doing.
0: Well, I love that what you built, because the way that I look at it, um, there's there's 500 mastermind courses for Shopify. There's yeah. tons of Shopify experts on LinkedIn that will cold call you and try to sell it, pitch you like all their services. Anyone can do that. Anyone can build funnels and mm-hmm. serve them to people and get them hooked on some monthly subscription and hope that they're not going to see it on their bank account. And, yep. and, and, you know, everyone can do that. Force Factor killed it back in the day with that stuff. You know, <laughs> like that. that is easy. Mm-hmm. But you built a brand that people want to buy from. So, you know, I assume you've amassed an email newsletter. You've got a lot of people that you can target. Mm -hmm. um, And that sounds negative, but I think people need to realize that they're buying into these situations, right? So when KJ turns that on, or when Inspired turns that on in conjunction with KJ, it's going to be so much more compelling. Yes. Right? And and so we were talking about authenticity at the beginning of this. I think that's the most important thing here because anyone can build a, a, a brand that, has buyers and it, it can be lifeless, but you have actually like a personality on this that people want to support, which is mm-hmm. it's beautiful because once you start putting in these value adds for consumers, all of a sudden people are gonna want to buy from you that much more. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm not on TikTok that much. I, I just send content there and it, whatever it does, it does. But I'm sure you've seen how many dozens of influencers that have mm-hmm. made their own brand, right? Oh, They're yeah. like, it's, throw it up on Shopify and see if it sells.
2: And it's like, it, there is a difference between kind of what I did not want all, all these other people are doing. It's like, I started in the beginning not pushing my brand. I started reviewing, giving away value like we said before. And that's what people bought into. And then I throw out there, hey, I got this new brand, this new product that I'm creating. Here's how it's different. Buy it, support me if you want to. If not, cool. I appreciate all the content or all the engagement you give on my content. And I keep doing the reviews and keep giving away good value for free. Yeah. And everybody now is just starting brands saying, buy my shit. It's the best, blah, 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 without even providing anybody. With this. So I'm always like, they always come to me with questions like that. Like, how did you do in the beginning? And it's like, you have to give away stuff first. Yeah. Get people into your kind of whole relationship with your whole, cu- I mean, culture, but... That's how you got to do it. You you can't just straight out start your brand without having anything. Even just telling the story of how you created your brand helps other people. It's like, Yeah, I do mean, I do it?
0: I see the promise in it because um, there's a lot of people with with opinions on the internet, but I I find it very interesting. Like in in my Discord community, people could tell you like what KJ likes, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, I, I've seen it with with our. My, my brand is like, if there's high tyrosine in a product, people will be like, oh, Ben would like that. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's like cool that people attach someone else's um, preference for things. Like there, there's a legitimate connection because of that value you've given out there. Things that mm-hmm. you like, what you prefer, what you look for. And obviously your products are probably going to be in line with that. But even if they're not, you're giving out information that people then can use themselves. Like my like one of the drivers in my content that I think about is like, I want to give people the tools to make those decisions for themselves.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's percent. Right.
0: I really never tell people like you should buy this. You, or, um, I never really like try to like give ultimatums or any sort of like definitive conclusions on something being good or bad, but I explain what's in it, how those things will work and what kind of experience that would give to you. Because then when people look at another combination of those ingredients, mm mm-hmm. They yeah. can understand exactly, it. Mm-hmm. like 100. You might not re- actually review "Devastated of the Union." You might re- review five other pre workouts that are similar to that, and then when they read that, mm-hmm. they'll understand it a little bit better.
1: Yeah. yeah, yep, for sure. Just to throw out there, guys, the camera's um, full of storage. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, so both of them.
2: <laughs> my God. How long have we been going for? About an hour and
0: a half, about. Oh, oh yeah, okay. that's about time. <laughs> All right, well, you want to swap some SD cards
2: and uh, do you I don't have another one, but we can keep recording on this one or I can flip it over there. I
0: have have most of it on my phone. Like, I didn't, I have the whole thing recorded, but
2: it's now on my phone. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well.
0: Still going. Well, you want to get like one last little good bit and and close
1: it out. If there's anything else you want to talk about, yeah, for sure. That's fine with me, dude. Um, I don't know if there was anything you wanted to uh, to throw this in has there. Been all of it. you guys give me a ton of really good clips <laughs> out of this. Some good real shit. Hopefully, a little bit comes from it, dude. You need to make that an actual segment. Real shit. Real shit. I real shit. That would work. By price good, yeah. No, it that would. would. Be- I'm telling you right now, this shit would have the fucking streets jumping, bro. Damn. Damn.
0: Um, V1 drops
2: maybe like. Okay. Yeah, not a ton. I mean, we get. I'm really pushing protein. People seem to really grab onto our protein. It's solid. I mean, I love it, but I think especially our main things. we're trying to restock, trying to get stuff in, like I said before the podcast. We're trying to do things every couple weeks instead of, yes, we sell out quick, but it's like me throwing all this cash that I have, and okay, we have four products now of like thousands of units, and then we drop it on a single day, and then the hype slowly dwindles down until two months later I can get – Enough cash to be okay. Here's another massive drop. Yeah, it's better that we space it out now, as from a business model and especially doing the wholesale side drop one or two products every couple weeks, restock and stuff, and bring stuff back rather than limited, limited, limited. And it's like, okay, now all these products aren't even limited because it's just like they're all different and you don't even have normal stuff in stock.
0: So, is the goal to increase the volume to the point where it isn't limited anymore and it lasts around longer?
2: Yeah, having my goal by then is having two or three products of you or flavors of V1 in stock, a couple of V1 ultimates, a couple of protein powders. And like, we've never done that ever.
0: And so those would be ongoing, and then mm-hmm. you would sprinkle in, I'm, I'm assuming, grids on top of Correct. that. That's yeah, cool. That would be super Much ideal. more sustainable, Yes. right? Um, yeah. Just from a revenue perspective, mm-hmm. a little more uh, forecastable, right? Yes. Knowing when that stuff's going to come in. Mm-hmm. Does that look like just increasing volumes with your contract manufacturers? Does
2: that wh- – most likely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the restocks instead of consistently new flavor, new flavor, new flavor, limited. It's okay. We'll bring back mango peach rings every couple of months. Okay. And make sure that's in stock. Because people like it. And that's the main thing is like we, we come up with awesome product like the chocolate chip banana bread, which we're restocking in two weeks. And people love it, but we did a thousand units. It's gone. Yeah. It's, it's gone for the next six months. Yeah. Does,
0: does anyone from your side on like a supply chain? perspective end up helping out there? Is that something that, that that cause that seems like a nice little synergy there because you wanna be all in on content. And if you're constantly watching these orders and stuff like that, I mean, I I, <laughs> I don't know
2: how, how often you're ordering that might be. It's Well, it, I think we're finally getting down a little bit of something. I mean, Landon could definitely help out. He has a bunch of connections, which he's helping with for the wholesale side that we're mm-hmm. doing. Um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of being able to plan it out and we're slowly starting to, like we have two flavors of V1, one flavor ultimate. We only have one protein powder in stock, but
1: we'll get there by the end of the year.
0: Very cool. Yeah.
1: People underestimate the uh, the challenge of balancing, you know, sell through with cash flow. Oh, and, yeah. like, trying to, trying to forecast something as fickle as social media, bro, like, that, that sounds just, you know, damn near impossible, you know. So, like, one thing we're going to do that I think is going to help him a ton is when all of the v one products that are going to go through distribution at least for the beginning of the arrangement it's all going to be paid for by inspired so he's not going to be out of his pocket at all um when it comes to the first wholesale release
0: So just the product being purchased for the wholesale release? Yes, just
1: just for the wholesale side. So basically what you're going to see is v1 beginning those, um, you know, baby steps of getting towards a sustainable um, reoccurring line is going to be that that product that is sold wholesale. Like Mm -hmm. that product will probably stay the same for the foreseeable future. It'll it'll be available online as well at a certain point, maybe not in the very, very beginning. Maybe it will. We still haven't even decided that. Um, But we have control of supply chain right because when you first start running a business that's like honestly one of the hardest things to do unless you have a ton of financial backing unless you have a massive credit line right or unless you already have infrastructure from something else that you're doing that's similar it's hard to get that balancing act straight throw on top of that that you need terms and then you throw on top of that like if you don't have any credit terms but you're trying to close a big retailer they're going to require those terms Mm -hmm. like it's hard to keep things in stock that are popular no matter what, like at a small stage, once you start adding in like retailers and things like that, it gets like three times as complicated because now your margins aren't retail margins anymore. They're wholesale margins. Mm-hmm. And you're getting paid 30 days later and you still need to order it a little bit sooner because your runs are a little bit bigger. So it's going to take longer for you to get it. There's just a, there's a lot of shit that could go wrong there that and I you're think are on their timeline too. Yes all the time and that i think we're going to avoid and like i think conlin he's to the point now where his his run sizes are getting a little bit bigger because he is you know no longer limited things are going to stay around a little longer which means he's going to be able to order more labels at once right he's going to be able to order more units at once his cost over time is slowly going to go down and he's eventually going to get to a place where he can cash flow that sustainably steady and keep those products in stock um and the hope is all of this additional revenue from the wholesale side, one, that's gonna speed that process up because he's gonna have a lot of additional revenue to keep his online products in stock, but it's also going to be the profit he needs to continue to innovate and mm-hmm. put out you know, more products, whether it's for wholesale or online. But either way, we're gonna keep both avenues of it exciting. Like the really cool, insanely crazy shit most likely is gonna be v1nutri.com, like the 500 units only, 1,000 units only mm-hmm. limited. But the, I guess the diamonds are the best work that can be done. It's still going to be found in the store. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. not going to be the one-off, crazy, insane, supreme version. So.
0: Awesome. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with all that said, um, people probably already know where we can find you. But let's sign off. KJ, where can we find you on social media? Uh,
2: yeah, v one com for V1. Um, just comment.james for Instagram. KJ Performs Nutrition TikTok.
1: Super easy for me. Fade with the four where the A goes. So PH4DE on all socials at Inspired inspirednucha.com Yeah,
0: awesome That's where Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank this has guys. been I'm really down, fun. Yeah. I think uh, I'm really excited to put this, this content out there.
1: We could have probably kept going a couple yeah, more yeah. hours. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I if
0: if Port, I want to say thank you to Kayla for yeah, me and the camera. If you weren't carry, carrying that camera, I'd say let's mm-hmm. let's keep going. But yeah, very cool. Uh, awesome. Well, yeah. more to come from all this. Thank you guys.